if you're able to see it as a as a whole as as a, then every single detail is infused with the light of of the all so when you're when you're making the blessing in the morning when you're lighting shabbat candles when you're crossing the street in helping an old lady cross the street it's all connected to the one Welcome to the Set and Setting Podcast with Madison Margolin. As a journalist, Madison has spent years exploring the intersection of psychedelics, cannabis, and culture. This podcast brings together thought leaders from today's psychedelic renaissance to talk about the role of psychedelics in our inner and outer lives. You can support this podcast and find additional resources at BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Madison. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Set and Setting podcast. And today we have Benji Epstein. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege. So I'm just going to read a quick bio about Benji. Um, So Rabbi Benjamin Epstein, PhD, is an experienced psychologist, author, and speaker who blends traditional mindfulness-based cognitive therapy with cognitive behavioral, spiritual, and acceptance techniques. Dr. Benji works effectively across a broad spectrum of age groups to enhance well-being by teaching how to live more mindfully and in the present. He recently got a certificate in ketamine-enhanced therapy, studying under Dr. Mark Brownstein at Reconscious Medical in Durango, Colorado. Dr. Benji lives in Jerusalem with his wife and four children. He has also authored Living in Presence, a Jewish Mindfulness Guide for Everyday Life, a work designed to provide a practical roadmap to the discovery of purpose, to capture and experience some of the benefits of the world to come right now in this world. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you. That bio was way too long, but thank you. (laughs) That's me. You got me. You totally got me. So, yeah. So, you know, the way I met Benji, actually, um, and this was a few years ago, I was writing a story for Vice, or if I recall, um, about Shabbat, the Jewish Sabbath, as sort of this ultimate day of be here now, this ultimate day of being present, of um, of, of kind of like, you know, the way uh, Timothy Leary would say, turn on, tune in and drop out. I think that's what we really do on Shabbos. You know, we tune into like a different kind of channel and like state of being. Um, so Benji, you know, you say you're, you're a rabbi, you're also, um, you're also a therapist. How do you kind of like blend spirituality and, and, you know, actual medicine and, you know, how, you know, start with how did you kind of get to this place? What brought you on this path? I think, I mean, I I remember that conversation we had and it was, I don't remember a lot of the conversations I have these days, but it, it really struck me because you were really asking such wonderful questions about the, the ideas that, that I was, you knew you and I were speaking about and how, you know, in terms of meditation and in different traditions or with other types of medicines, how people can get to that state and how is it that Shabbat can get us to that? And I was really thinking about it so much during that conversation because the message, you know, is so clear that, that, that Shabbat needs to be this day of being. And it was sort of just like, we, because there's so many rules, you know, in the Judaism, you know, with this, and people can get so lost in the details and you forget about the, the, the overall picture and I, I mean, that conversation has stuck with me for, for you know, always, I'm always trying to cultivate this, this mindset. And so I, I'm very grateful for that conversation because you're like, how do we do it? You know, because it's, it's so much easier when you see it. And, you know, you read about, you know, you, Rav Rep, Zalman, uh, Shakhtar Shalomi definitely has his uh, unique way of doing it. But um, 
it's something that has really stuck with me. So I want to thank you for that. In terms of combining spirituality and, and traditional psychotherapy, I mean, it's been a real blessing for me because starting in graduate school, you start getting exposed to the ideas of mindfulness. We'll just jump into like, that's when I started, you know, when I was exposed to, to people like, like uh, Ram Dass. Um, and that's probably the first time I read Be Here Now. Um, and it was just like, oh, wait a second. Like you could be uh, a contemplative person. You could be a person who is focusing. And again, we're so careful in psychology, traditional to keep the B word out of traditional therapy. That's Buddhism for those keeping <laughs> score at home. And I was sort of just like, this is wonderful. We're actually, even though they do everything they possibly can to strip it of any religious or spiritual meaning to make it, you know, operational and to make it uh, so you could put it into, uh, you know, what's it called, you know, eight week protocols. But let's be, who are we kidding here? You know, we're talking about really tapping into essence and tapping into soul. And so that for me, you know, flipped the switch and, you know, hey, you know, Buddhism is doing it really well and they're trying to do it in, in therapy. What about for my own tradition? And then I ended up moving to Jerusalem. So it makes it a lot easier because most of my clientele is, you know, for, for their, most of their lives, you know, the spirituality, the religion, the tradition is either, you know, something that they have some sort of uh, negative attitude towards. And, and, you know, that's definitely coming up in therapy or they're trying to incorporate more of it and using that therapeutically. So for me, I've been really blessed to be in this sort of time period you know we see this resurgence you know you can talk about it with spirituality you talk about it with mindfulness you talk about it with yoga meaning when ramdas was starting for example you know yoga was extremely taboo mm-hmm. and now it's like hey what 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 you know in terms of you know ramdas you know in terms of what he sort of was 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 preaching for lack of a better word is is feels novel right now and so it's like it's a great time it's a really, and it's an amazing thing to, and you're, you're someone who I, I look up to and, and see how you're, you're also working on combining your spiritual traditions um, with these contemplative types of, of and, 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 you know, the phenomena of jubus and things like that, but really trying to keep it, trying to keep it OG, trying to keep mm-hmm. it uh, original or organic. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm inspired by, by the OG, by Ram Dass, by a lot of the yeah. people of that generation. And, you know, part of what, you know, what my own spiritual practice is, is like updating it, right? Like I grew up with Be Here Now, and it was almost like my rebellion against that, you know, when my parents were just like saying, you know, I would, I would be like a kid kind of just fetching about God knows what. And, and they'd, they'd be like, just be here now, just be here now. And I'd be like, <laughs> no, like, no, you're, you're, if you're telling me to be here now, that's, specifically what I'm not going to do then. Right. I'm going to be anywhere else, anywhere <laughs> else but here. Yeah. And I, you know, I joined cross country and I was always running and I was running away. And I was like, you know, there were all these ways that I wasn't here and now like in my body. Right. Like, you know, and I'll be straight up like in high school, I had an eating disorder. Right. So that's another way sort of out of your body a little bit, you know, starve yourself out of your feelings almost. Um, or just being in contention, being in contention with yourself. Exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, not to, you know, keep bringing it back to Ramdas, but like he, you know, I think from a lot of people, he's the first person who exposed us to this idea until I started learning like more like mystical traditional texts. But, you know, he was the, like one of the first people to introduce you and like, everyone's like, oh, radical acceptance is like, hey, he's the first person who said, hey, you don't need to do anything to be deserving of love. And it's like, it was radical then. 
It was really mm-hmm. radical. And I guess it's still radical now because we all need that. We all need that message. You know, it's, it's as much as we can. And to, to, to actually preach it and then to actually practice it is a right. whole different ballgame. Right. And I think that. And, and I guess the other question is, what is be here now for this generation? Especially when we're in, you know, we're in circumstances that, again, really are uncomfortable and really, you know, someone said, you know, can, can we like meditate our ways out of, you know, a pandemic or fascism right. or whatever's right. going on? Right. Like, what do you do with that? Like, we, we all want the spiritual bypass. You know, we all want to just sort of uh, just, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a verse in, 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 in Tehillim, Psalms, you know, that's, I'm not going to get it right. Uh, oh no, it's, it's a verse in Isaiah. Um, it's like, can I say, can, can I, can I do Hebrew? We do Hebrew or uh, just you know, use translate the Hebrew, it? But then translate it. Cause yeah. Okay. Can I, can I, can I, can I do the quick Google? Cause it's sure. just, it's just, it's just nice in Hebrew. Um, it's Lech Ami. Right. You know, you know, he's talking to, to, to my nation, right. You know, this is, this is Isaiah, the prophet. And again, I don't know. You'll forgive me for my uh, ignorance about, I don't know how long ago the Jewish prophets lived, but just for the record, we had prophets just putting it out there for anybody who's just like what we're going through. You know, we had prophets, you know, bring it back. And, and we'll talk about at some point how Ram Dass's connection to his guru, which is also another thing that just inspires because he is unabashedly open mm-hmm. about connecting to his guru. And hey, we have our tzaddikim also, and sort of just like, hey, and we, you know, we could talk about going to Uman for the pilgrimage and things like that. And it's like bringing those types of things back to our traditions. But again, I got, yeah, don't the, let me get too For people who don't know here. the term tzaddikim are like righteous people, you know, like kind the of righteous holy. individuals. Like it's, that's yeah. the Hebrew term for like guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he says, you know, talking to my people, go into your room and close the door and just hide out a minute it says kimat rega, just a minute, ad yavorzam, until this zam, until the anger passes, until this you know plague passes, and it's just like we're trying to just try to get away from it, but we can't, and you know we want to be able to do it, and we have these wonderful devices that completely hijack our ability to focus and our ability to pay attention and our ability to really experience things in a deep way, and so what we need to do is we need to create this idea of Shabbat. And where we just shut down and we have this mindset of we don't need to do anything other than just be. And if we don't force ourselves to do it right now, you know, we're, we get caught up in this torrent. And it's just a really frightening thing to see how people's images of themselves are so affected by the what they're hearing and the negativity bias. And every time you open up your phone, some terrible tragedy happened and it could just be so demoralizing. And so we sort of have to fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. And we really have to keep you know beating this drum of you don't need to be going out of yourself. You don't need to be doing something more and to just give that presence and be in that presence. And it's easier said than done because the formal practice is time consuming, but it's, it's, it's doable. It's a do it's doable for everyone. And, and when, oh, go, go on. And Sorry. then I, no, 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 no. I could, I, I'm, my well, thoughts. When you, really when finish. you said fight fire with fire, you know, like when you're cultivating whatever, you know, this kind of presence and integral mm. sense of self through, through Shabbos, through meditation, through being here now, is that the fire? Like, how does how does that actually enable you to then go out and fight the external fire? You know, like, like what's the point of just kind of like cultivating this in ourselves? How does that then enable us to go forward in the world and 
do acts of service or just kind of like be productive people, not, and I don't mean productive in the capitalist sense, but just be functioning in a, in a system, in a society, you know, where we're needed and where change is needed. Right. The, re- the real fire is, is seeing the bigger picture of what you're doing in your spiritual service and not seeing it as some sort of compartmentalized, you know, like I do this, I do this, and you check the boxes. But once you start to realize that there is an organic hole to everything you're doing, and then it comes back to something that's like really simple, like faith and service, and, you know, love your fellow man like you love yourself, right? It it, it has to become part of it. And and again, we talk about intergenerational trauma, and only specifically speaking about the Jewish tradition, which I feel comfortable speaking about. Um, You know, we've become very, very cloistered, and we've become very, um, I don't know, not cynical, but just uh, paranoid, or just very... it's hard. It's hard for us to really be exposed to the outer world and feel safe and to feel like, hey, we have something to offer. But, you know, in the perennial wisdoms, you know, there's so much overlap. And I think one of the more, you know, refreshing things from Ramdas was just seeing like, wow, there's so much there's and he had to work through his stuff with Judaism also. I mean, that was part of his of his cosmic, you know, karmic journey. And he really came around. I just recently uh, our, our friend, Rabbi Zach Kamenitz, who's doing amazing work, um, uh, you know, posted this video of him speaking. I don't remember exactly to what the org- hundreds and hundreds of Jewish um, United Jewish College or something. I'm going to get it wrong. And it was just. I mean, he was telling his story, which he told he tells very well. But just how he he had these moments where it was so similar to like a Hasidic story, and it was just like unbelievable. But when you say talking fire with fire, it's that that passion and that commitment and and not letting the the apathy or the coldness of of just the opposite of of warm and loving care um because you could just get despondent with the you know getting just overrun by the waves and with corona and this pandemic that isn't over even though we all pretend like it i don't know if you pretend like it is but i'm saying we like to pretend that it is it's not it's not and people you know when we get back to normal what does that even mean Mm-hmm. And so to to start being more aware that the time on this earth in this iteration is 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 finite and the way that we're conducting ourselves, you know, that that far off future that we think, oh, yeah, we'll deal with these things later. It's like, hey, you don't know how things are going to turn out. So let's really do that soul searching. But it feels like because people are in the grips of fear and, and terror, it just feels like there's so much more, you know, especially, you know, people not being able to hear one another, people not being able to respect one another. And, you know, that message of love uh, being so pervasive, which sounds, you know, it sounds trite, but when you're in the presence of, of these types of beings, it's like, right, we can, we can do that. We can really tap into that, you know, love, serve, remember, and these things. And I just feel like we're at this precipice. And I'm not one of the leaders. I'm just sort of just going along with the flow, but, you know, and watching people like you uh you know take the mantle but i just think that this conversation and this language you know we keep talking it and we keep you know even if it's not always fully embodied it's 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 powerful and and the 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 the, the zeitgeist and the language has changed and you know we just have to really tap into our own spiritual strengths and and believe in it and believe that 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 the the, the kind gesture and the good word and the forgiving and the the selfless acts of service, you know, are are, are going to make, make a difference. 
So I have, um, I've been collecting questions as, as you're talking. Oh, there was good. one thing you said when, you know, and this is, this is sort of just a side question before I get into the meeting, sure. my other questions. When, when Ramdas was, um, addressing, when was, was sort of telling his Jewish, his story to the Jewish audience, and you said it was like almost a Hasidic story. What did you mean by that exactly? So he goes, I mean, I'm assuming everyone on this podcast, you know, so I'm not going to tell the story again, but he goes to India because the, the drugs weren't doing it for him, right? He was just another thing that he was chasing. And he said, I'm looking for something deeper. Um, it's been a while since, since, uh, you know, I, I've reviewed the, the beer now, but you know, he goes into the, the India and he's with this other guy I'm blanking on the name and the other guy's getting really excited and he shows Bhagwan up, das? um, uh, Bhagwan das, Bhagwan, I don't know. I'm I don't names. know. I, okay. Forget it. It's well, the first, the first, the person who brought him to, to, to Neem mm-hmm. Karoli Baba and you know, he's that guy is starting to bow and he starts to cry and they drive, they show up in a car. And the first thing he says to him is like, you give me the car. And, you know, Ram Das is like, this guy's good. This guy really, this guy went right for it. He's like, and he's like, you make money. And he's, he was, he was like, this guy is, he's not on the level. And then he called him back. And he told him this story about how he had gone out to, to pee in the forest the night before. And he had this unbelievable, strong feeling of connection to his mom who had passed away a few months before. And speaking very little English, he just turned to Ramdas and, 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 and Neem Karola Baba said, spleen, right? Like they, that she died from, from having an, an enlarged spleen. And Ramdas just said he, he felt this unbelievable weight lifted, this burning feeling, everything. He, he, just, he just completely crumbled. Just he just he just broke him open, and it reminded me of the story of of a, a Hasidic rabbi named Yosef Meir uh, Yosef excuse me Yosef Mordechai of Ishbitz the Ishbitzer, and the Kutzker. And the story goes that the Kutzker had been traveling around looking, and he was a genius of geniuses, you know, similar to 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 to, to Ramdas, you know, just super intellectual, but was looking for something and not finding it, and just sort of becoming a recluse and doing his own thing. And then you know he he went to the Rebbe you know, the, the guru and for Shabbos and Friday night, he just stayed in the back learning. And then, you know, Shabbat day, same thing, just wasn't feeling it. He's just looking around, seeing the revelry, seeing whatever scene was going on in the, in the, in the Hasidic court. And then by the, the final hours of Shabbat ebbing away, the, the most holy time, he just, the lights are out and there's, there's the singing or there's the, 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 the Rebbe, the, the, the leader sharing his words of, of, of wisdom. And suddenly the Kutzker starts screaming. He says, it burns, it burns, you know, that there's something that he was able to connect him to. And once you have that experience, there's nothing else to talk about. He's like, even when he's saying the story, he's like, you know, take it or leave it, you know, but if you have that, you have that experience and you connect in that way, you know, there's nothing else to talk about. And, you know, I don't need to explain it to you and I don't need to prove it to you, you know? And it's just, uh, for me, it's like to hear the stories and from my tradition also, just like these people exist and these people exist. And, you know, you say in the Bodhisattva, you know, coming back and just to help people. And that's the way we look at the Tzadikim also, but it's just something that's so empowering for me that somebody who's a PhD in Harvard, who literally had, was on the tenure track and he just said, 
I'm going to start wearing these white robes. And for my own tradition to be able to be like, you know, let, let's get really into what I, what, what my traditional faith is without feeling self-conscious and without feeling, you know, too uncomfortable with it. And it's like, hey, let's embrace it. So I think it's really empowering. It's an empowering message. But I just remember being taken like, oh my God, like that happens in my faith too. And again, I want to find people like that. I don't I haven't, I haven't had a burning sensation yet, but I have, I've had had my heart break a few times. Yeah, no, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people also connect to Maharaji, like not not in the flesh, right? Right. And a lot of people, you know, connect to other, you know, Jewish rabbis or other holy people who are, you know, who are not physically in their bodies, but are still connecting to that spirit. So could could still happen. I mean, it's 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 supposedly easier, meaning because mm-hmm. they're not bound by this physical form. Mm-hmm. And again, even me saying it, I'm like, oh, my God, what do I sound like right now? But it's just like, hey. You sound, you know, you sound okay. You know, this is how, this is how my teachers speak. And, and we really, like we say, we talked about, you know, going to Uman to pay you know, the pilgrimage to, to visit the grave of, of one of the tzaddikim, uh, Rabbi Nachman of Uman, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And, you know, to try to explain it, you know, and for a person who's coming from a rationalistic perspective, it's just like, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he says, yeah, I want you to be with me. And you feel it. You really feel it from the, from, well, again, we'll call it the, the Anash, you know, the, the Anshay Shlomenu, the people, the, the, the Hever who are going, the group of people who are going, you know, and they're the Sangha. And it's, I mean, it's a 30,000, you know, people Sangha, <laughs> but there's, yeah, it's just, no, and it's just like, you're either going to Uman or you're not. It's like, like that's how the it's world like, is It's like, it's like Ken Kesey, like you're on the bus yeah. or you're not, like you're, the Mary You're Prince on the bus here. or you're not. And you, they weren't, they weren't trying to proselytize and they weren't trying to convince people. And they're just like, hey, you're either getting it or not. And it's okay if you don't. So just to give context to the audience. So yeah. there's a, there's a Rebbe. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a Rebbe, um, Nachman of Uman, um, who, you know, his burial site is in Uman, Ukraine. And um, every year for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, what is it? You said 30,000 people go. and Yeah, I mean, and that's, a conserv- that's a conservative, conservative. And it's known as, you know, Vice once called it the Hasidic Burning Man. It's this kind of ecstatic. It's not true. You're saying you're, th- you're thumbs downing it. Not true. No, I mean, it's just, it's just not a good. I mean, I've never not been a- to Burning Man. I'm, I'm excited to get invited with, you know, whoever <laughs> wants to invite me. But it's just it's it's there, no, there's just there's just like you know, less revelry and much more. I mean, I, I think somebody recently from, uh, I forget which publication, he was expecting the, the, you know, to be the Jewish burning man. And he was, he wasn't disappointed. He was sort of surprised saying like, it's just spiritual longing. It's just mm-hmm. prayers, dancing and singing. And it's just, it's, it's really, I and mean, of course there's going to be some debauchery, you know, but it's right. very fringe. Maybe it's more like fringe. Kumba Mela in a way. Though I don't Kumba know what Me- that is. Kumbh Mela is this like gathering of holy people, of sadhus in India, and it's massive, and it's really like right. all of the holy people. I guess in in this in the case of Uman, it's a lot of people who want to connect to holiness. Not not necessarily. I mean, maybe they're also holy people, sadhus, no, they, in their own right. But they are. They're, no, no, they're all, all the cool people. All the cool kids yeah. are there. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, they're trying, I can't make any sense of it, but I'm saying pretty much every single person who I'm drawing from spiritually either is there or wishes they could be there, but they can't because they have other sort mm-hmm. of, you know, this Reasons. worldly uh, yeah. obligations. And I was like, you know, their congregation might, you know, might, but it's funny because like, you know, talking about, is that okay? We're talking about Ram Dass a lot, you know, is this that? Yeah, like, yeah, no, that's the, that's the point. <laughs> the thing, you know, so it's the point is it's like, you know, he said something along the lines of like, how can I respect a religion where my father, who was on the synagogue, the board of the synagogue could fire or hire you? It was just, and it was, it's so true. 
And it's like, it was, you know, and again, the fifties in America and the congregations that he was praying in, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, that was, and then you can't respect somebody who's a spiritual leader who you can fire or hire. It's just like, that's not how it works. And, um, you know, the, the people who I'm, you know, drawing from there, you, you, you can't, you can't hire or fire these people They're, you know, they're, so, they're, 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 they're on, they're on the level. Right. You know, they're, that makes, no, that makes a lot of sense is it sort of is transcends sort of those kind of like lower yeah, transactional. Topics. It's like, it's a job. Yeah. It's a, and he shared with his, his, his rabbi that he had, or, or a rabbi shared with him that he had this unbelievable vision of, of going to the e- Egypt, the desert and something like that. And Ram Das was like, did you share it with your congregation? And he's like, I would never do that. And that was, like that's, yeah, you know, and it's, it's just like, and it's a turnoff. And it's been a turnoff, but there's there's a real resurgence of of studying mysticism, and it has to be tempered with you know actual practice and and not getting too far off the deep end. But like there's just even the the language, the jargon you could be throwing around words like meditation, and and hitbonenut or hitbodedut. You know these are all spiritual practices, and nobody even bats an eye anymore. Mm-hmm. You could talk about the kabbalistic spheres in you know very modern circles and it's very they're 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 i'm not saying that everybody knows and everyone's fluent in it but they're you're not looked at as like what is that that's not really something that's part of mainstream just, judaism so you just translate quickly and i have a, I have a few more questions that i want to yeah, yeah of course just translate you use the term hit bony newt or hit body dude which are you know two separate but related terms and you also mentioned right. the kabbalistic spheres so just in ele- elevator pitch like just say what these say. <laughs> no, so they're just different forms of meditation. Bonanut is going to be contemplation, which, you know, the the Chabad school of Hasidut, which is, you know, coming every... Hasidut started from, you know, the OG guru, you know, the Baal Shem Tov. And, you know, his, 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 his students, you know, all formed, you know, different sort of, not sects, but they had their own unique characteristics and they sort of had their own approaches to God, which is, again, another beautiful thing that you have so many different paths to connect. There's not one way. But the Chabad school, which is an acronym for the Hebrew words Chachma, Bina, and Dat, which are the highest Kabbalistic spheres, which are Chachma is wisdom, Bina is understanding, and Dat is fusion of those. Um, you know, it's a real, it's a really intellectual way of, of contemplating God and, and you're really coming into this real meditative state, which is, it, it's a tr- I mean, these people were spending hours and hours. And then there's an idea of Hidbodadut, which was really... Um, Something that, that we believe that, that that our forefathers were doing out there, out, you know, shepherds, and they were just communing with God, having their own unique way of talking to God in their own language, you know, using their own vernacular. And, and that's something that Rebbe Nachman uh, really, you know, said is a basic way of getting into this meditative state, because at some point, the more you do that, the more you're going to really tap into soul. And that's like talking that, to God as a friend. As a friend, but as a friend where it's just, you get in it, it, it's not like it becomes like um, you go into a trance, but at some point, the words that, that you are, are coming up with, you know, start to really, you know, you get behind the veil and that's what's, you know, what's, who am I really? And it's not like, you know, you're fetching about, you know, your knee pain or in fact, you have nothing to say, but at some point, you know, you get really down to some nitty gritty things of just like, and you could get angry. You could sometimes use some salty language, but it's like, it's so real. And then it gets down to like, I just want to, I just want to be connected to you. And, 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 you know, you almost get swallowed up. And that's know, what and you start... mean by getting down to soul also is like just yeah. talking. I mean, I yeah. think that talk therapy actually was partially inspired by this practice of just, have you heard I that before? Would... I mean, there's, there's a verse 
um, you know, in the Talmud, I mean, the, the Talmud isn't very, it quotes the verse where it says, Daga believe ish yashchena or yashchena l'acherim. It says, if a man has a worry in his heart, he should either suppress it, right? Which is not good therapy, or yashchena l'acherim, just talk it out. Just, just again, and that becomes like, hey, hey, Freud, you know, we've, we've, we've got that too. But there is something about that um, stream of consciousness that if a person's doing it consistently enough, um, you know, you could really tap into essence, you tap into soul. And you know, you've had these conversations where, you know, it's at some point with the right people, the conversation will become something, you'll get to it. You know, you could be joking around, you're talking about music and sports and, and just goofing. But at some point, you know, you get, you're, you're able to really connect on that level with the right people. It's got to, you know, set and setting, which is key. But, you know, to have that, but it's, it's the consistency. It's with any practice. It's with yoga. It's with meditation. It's with working out. It's with, it's the violin. It's, it's showing up. Mm-hmm. It's showing up to do it. But the fact is like, I'm empowered when I'm speaking to people um, to, to bring this up as a possible therapeutic technique. Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on the set and setting also. And the person wants to be, is willing to be, you know, looking into these things and trying these things. But, you know, it's, there's a, you know, even the prayer is supposed to be getting really, 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 the daily prayers in the Jewish service, you know, supposed to be getting really, really, really quiet Mm -hmm. and then listening to what comes up. And of course we have these set prayers that sort of give you the framework, but the real work is, you know, what, what you're coming up with on your own. Cause, and you know, the mantras that we're doing. And you um, mentioned also the Kabbalistic spheres. So just, you know, just so people understand, like, there's, it's almost as if you're mapping these Kabbalistic spheres onto the human body. So that's, yeah, that's sort of like the, the way people think of chakras in a way. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely an overlap. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an overlap between these. It's just why it's so beautiful because you could tap into it and we could talk about these things and, and, you know, the heart chakra and the, and, and the, whatever this one is. And, um, and seeing that, that there, there, there are probably corresponding Kabbalistic spheres, but you know, it's, on a, just basic is that there there's a belief that these are the building blocks that God sort of infused into creation and everything can be boiled down into and it's in a combination of all those things. And when you tap into that and you bring it back to like, you know, the it's divine source, then you're connected mm-hmm. and you're really connected into that divinity, which is again, that, that idea of that's what we're, we're all, we're all souls. Mm-hmm. We're all souls. And if we're, we're tapping into that, so then, hey, you're not sweating the small stuff and you're also behaving in a way that's, you know, befitting what, you know, you just behave differently. You know, you're not a goal. Excuse me. You know what he said? You're not a role. You're a soul. Mm, that's, that's, I love that. it, that's the best. I mean, he had such good one-liners and, but like that, that, that one hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, stop. You're not who you think you are. Right. right. And, and we say it every day in, in, the, in the Jewish prayers, you wake up every morning, Elohai Neshama Shinatata Bitori, you know, my God, the, the, the soul you gave me, you know, is, is, is pure, mm-hmm. you know, that I am a pure soul and that's immutable and that's untouchable. And that's something that I think, you know, Ram Das was really open about and really, and, and, and related to you as such. And that doesn't mean you're not going to fall into unskillful behavior. I mean, right. that's the, I mean, I keep saying that's the best part about him, but like the best part about him for me was, you know, his idea that whatever neuroses he had before all of the, the trips, spiritual, you know, psychedelic uh, service, you know, they didn't go away. Mm -hmm. He just didn't get as bogged down by it, which is such a teaching because 
I definitely want to get rid of my neuroses. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to strangle them. I want to kill them. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I just want to just, I just, come on. And there's that, that part of me that just says, if I could just, you know, divest myself from these earthly physical things, it's just like, that's not it. And that's not what he was teaching. And that's not what, that's not what, that's not what my traditions are teaching either. So I have a question is, you know, especially coming from the perspective of you, you have a PhD. It's not so often in the therapy world that people are using the word soul all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think also when we talk about psychedelic therapy, that's really forcing practitioners to like reckon with this concept that is more, that borders on the mystical. That's more, that's more than just what, you know, textbook therapy necessarily can can bring up so 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 i guess what's that like navigating the concept of soul in a therapy practice and how does that relate also to psychedelic therapy and i know we mentioned that in your bio you know you're working with dr mark brownstein who is involved with ketamine therapy so i just want to yeah take it more psychedelic for a sec yeah um i mean i'm still i'm still getting my feet wet you know dipping my toes in the water but i i just think that the healing principles uh, powers of these of these medicines you know when when done correctly um can be uh, you don't need my you don't need my uh, approbation it's just the, the the research is there and you know they started with you know with Timothy Leary and, and Ramdas you know or what, or they were the definitely some of the starters of it and it's just it's coming back now again props to our friend Rick Doblin but um it's the same thing. It's so funny that you mentioned it because there's such a compare, um, not a contrast. There's such a similarity uh, because it's really when you sort of meet the person where they are. I think uh, Matthew Johnson, who's doing research out in, in Johns Hopkins, is doing a lot of cool work with addictions and psychedelics. Um, he's, he, I think he was the first federal grant to, to look at uh, psychedelics and alcoholism now and it's really cool stuff but he was talking about like you know that the the mumbo jumbo the heebie-jeebie every single person who's doing this has like a temp a statue of the buddha and has their own you know altar set up and he's just like hey let's not let's not impose our belief system or how we think it's supposed to look on on the client on the patient on the uh fellow traveler and this is the same thing in, in 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 therapy Meaning if you're coming in and you feel like God is out to get you and you feel this like, you know, real, um, uh, what's the word this, uh, it's just that, that feeling that God is out. What, there's a word for it, but I just don't remember what it is. Um, it's a complex, but I can't remember the word regardless is, you know, they're talking about the soul. They're talking about really, they're talking about relationship with God and, and how God, because religion is important to them and there are people who don't want to talk about it. So why would I mention it? Meaning it's really where they are, but I'm very comfortable talking about it. I've, let me rephrase it. I've gotten more comfortable about it because mm-hmm. I'm realizing that's what some people are looking for. So why should my graduate school training that says, keep God out of this room by every stretch of the imagination, when they're bringing you know, their ideas of God and spirituality, sometimes positive and sometimes negative, but it's impacting their day-to-day lives. So if you're having one of these transcendental experiences and you can't explain it because the default network went off uh, the grid and they're feeling connected to all of humanity and they're having visions and saying like, hey, or the ego death and realizing that everything is one, it's like, you, you, want, you want to make that into something other than you know, what that person is expressing? I don't see a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there... the... Oh, go on. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want no, to. No, 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 I could. I... You can come I, in, I was just going to say, like, is there a way to start. explain what a soul is, like explain the concept of soul in psychological terms? 
I don't, I don't know if there's language for that. I, I, Cause I've never really like approached it from that sort of, Hey, you're depressed right now. Let's talk about, you know, your, your childhood upbringing. Um, and let's talk about, you know, that radical self-acceptance, but who's the self? Mm-hmm. What's the self? If, if your self is just the thoughts or the emotions, those transient things or the body, then, Hey, you sort of get, you know, there's, it's a limitation. There's almost a limitation on how deep and how much you can do. And again, I, I, in my head, my voice, there are voices screaming, stop talking about this. You sound like you're a complete, you know, you're, you're bonkers. You have to stick to the science. You have to stick to what's empirical. You have to give them their, 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 you know, their BDIs before the session and after the session. But, you know, and then I'm in, in, empowered by my spiritual teachers who say, you cannot just treat those symptoms. You cannot look at this person as merely just like a, a mush of chemicals. And that's it. And again, that's not for me to say, but when somebody is coming in and saying, I want to be more in touch with who I really am, I want to start meditating more. I want to start accepting myself more. And by accepting myself more is really just being in the moment. No, really fully present because that is, you know, you talk about what's the idea of be here now and be here now is saying like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the way it is right now, fully accepting what that is with my thoughts, with my feelings. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Some of, of the parts, um, is that soul maybe, but again, it's like, it's not, it's not the Pixar movie, although there are some interesting things that are going on there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it, we don't have the language necessarily. And it's so experiential, mm-hmm. you know, you could be, you could be at a fish show and, and tapping in. <laughs> no, you don't think so? Yeah. I was just at the fish show. I'll say I'm not, I'm not, um, the biggest fish fan. I kind of was. Oh, you're like, only allowed to, there's no, there's no middle ground. Like with the Grateful Dead, you're either, you're either obsessed or you're just like, no, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the right side of that, uh, <laughs> that paradigm, <laughs> but I'm really into the Grateful Dead. So, right. No, but yeah. simply, you, the, the the music can be trans again. Put it into for words. sure transcendental, trans, yeah, trans- it, yeah, transcendent. And part of it is the ineffability of it. And look, it's it's not all. It's meditation, yoga, psychedelics. It's not all you know unicorns and rainbows. And I think you know, I think there has to be some caution with that, with the spiritual bypass or with the 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 kumbaya or the kumzit, which is like you know the singing of the of the the Jewish you know, music that without words, the nigunim, you know, which is similar to, to, to Kirtan, except Kirtan is so much cooler. Um, or that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> we get, let's do some Jewish Kirtan, but you know, th- that, that you get into that flow state mm-hmm. and you, I am sure you could come up with some scientific reasoning as to why that is. But like, when you've touched that ineffability, it's sort of just like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. If you, if you need to, to, to tell yourself that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, you know, I kind of also want to understand like, you know, you know, this is a technically a podcast about psychedelics that I, you know, we haven't been talking so much about the medicine, but I feel like everything we're talking about is so psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And I think what I want to really touch on or explore is like, how is, as this flow state, how is the state of being here now? How can, you know, different meditation practices, you know, whatever it is engender psychedelic states like what what does what is a psychedelic state in general with or without the drugs right like can like how do we just define what is psychedelic is that 
an association with the soul rather than like with the kind of like mundane, like ego-driven consciousness or, you know, in, in rabbinic terms and psychological terms, like what are well, we talking in, about in here? Like, in like the rabbinic terms or the more, again, back to the, the, the more mystical terms, it's like this idea of bittel, this idea of nullification. And again, you're not nullifying yourself. You're nullifying the self that you thought you were. And what's left is that that piece of of, of divinity. And so there's definitely a a more popular opinion within the the mystical Jewish mystical is that drugs are just sorry excuse me the medicine the psychedelic plant medicine um, is sort of like not it because you know similar like Ramdas like that's not going to keep you there even though it might give you a glimpse so I think even the Labavitcher Rebbe who is again talk about you know the closest person who I can imagine you know again relative to what you know the impact that 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 Neem Karoli Baba had on his many thousands of followers both in the flesh and once he left his body is the Lubavitcher Rebbe I mean you read the stories and you read the miracles and you read about the common sense and you read about the laughter and you read about the joy and you read about the the absolute love 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 for humanity and the positivity and you're just like that can't be a person that can't exist. Um, so he he talks about it and he says like you know he he acknowledges that if there's a medical benefit for it, but there has to be he similar to what Ram Dass was trying to do is like you had there has to be a way to do it from a meditative state. Um, and in terms of what you know defining psychedelic, uh, it's just yeah I think that you know it's not just the the, the groovy art and music. It's really. If we're doing it correctly, because again, plenty of our friends and 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 acquaintances have had you know exposure to these types of medicines, and haven't really had those types of experiences, or they come back down pretty quickly. Because again, if you're not doing it with that integration, mm-hmm. so it, it, you know it could really have that 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 positive therapeutic impact. Um, but I think in terms of what we're really trying to get to, is this idea of dvekut, uh, which is attachment, like really you know, connecting to the divinity within and divinity surrounding us. Attachment to God, you're saying through that. Attachment to God or the, or the God that's enlivening everything, Mm -hmm. every single leaf, every single blade of grass, every single creature on this earth, every single breath you take, you know, Maharaji is writing in his journal every day, Ram, 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 which is God, 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 God. Like he needed to write that every day. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's different planes or consciousness of, of existence. And, you know, the more we're able to, we could be looking at the same thing and we're not talk, we're not talking about the same thing at all. Right. And, and the way these people, if we could like, you know, use their eyes or the way you felt when you're in the presence of these people, um, it's like, right, that's what, that's what's possible for me. You know, that's mm-hmm. what Sharon Salzberg talks about. You know, when you're in the presence of these beings, it's like, oh, I didn't know I was capable of that. So what is that? Who is that? And it's just like, you know, you get stuck up and when you get like, what's happening, you know, once you start asking those questions, you're already out. Mm-hmm. You're out of that. You're out of that state. You're like, is it, what's that? Am I, am I enlightened right now? It's like, definitely not. <laughs> right. You know, once you're, you're asking, you're not. Yeah. If you're asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's, it's like, like, am I high? Am I, fe- am I feeling it? Am I high? Am I, <laughs> you're asking it, the question. You're not. You're, it's like, am I high? Am I high yet? Like, yeah, I don't think it's kicking in. Like, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're I mean, eating. Someone once, I remember in college, someone said to me, you know, he was, he was telling me how he was going to marry his girlfriend. I said, are you in love? He goes, if you, he's like, how do you, I'm like, how do you know if you're in love? He goes, if you have to ask, then you're not, you right, know? Right, right, right. And so, then, yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and these are these embodied states, like being in love, being high, being kind of just like in this yeah. sort of like full presence. I mean, I think that's part of what psychedelic is. Yeah. And you're in that, and people will say that that's not really it, but it's like, you're more present and you're more aware of, of, of what's really happening, or at least what else is also happening Mm -hmm. that you're not constricted by like, Oh, uh, seeing is believing. It's like, you're, you're getting fooled. You're getting fooled. And the more you're, you, you can acknowledge that you don't know cultivating that don't know mindset and cultivating the beginner's mind and cultivating the ability to just, you know, okay, this is it right now. And can I be fully with it right now? And, and ultimately, like, you know, a lot of what I'm thinking about these days, thanks to the pandemic is, you know, the c- cultivating healthy death awareness. And it's just another thing of just like the way to do that. And, and this is another thing that I, that I, that I sort of picked up from, from Ram Das, and I didn't pick it up, you know, this is like, you know, inspired by um, is, is his service to people who were um, you know, uh, you know, sitting with people, just sitting with people as, as they were, as they were passing. And it was just like, talk about a, a psychedelic experience, you know, talk mm-hmm. about a, 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 a just, of just not needing to say anything of just being there. And, and is there any depth to how much presence you can really give? And in that moment, when that person is more alive than ever, because there's this capacity to, cause you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not stuck by the ego anymore. And you're just, you're, you're in that translucent state and you're going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And he says something really, you see this, um, this guy, John Hopkins, which is not to be confused with Johns Hopkins. I don't know. He makes these, like these, I think psychedelic music or something. Yeah, I know him, John Hopkins. Of course you do. Well, I I know, I don't know. You're the cool, you're the coolest person I know. (laughs) So, you know, cool people. Oh yeah. It's like, who's, who's who in Madison's, you know, phone book. And it's just like, (laughs) it's cool people. (laughs) <laughs> it's cool people, which is why I'm definitely getting cooler by association. Not that it's cool to define things as cool or uncool, but like if we had to put, you know, labels on things, which we try not to, you're definitely one of the cool well, people. I think you're super cool. So that's why you're here. Ah, that's what I was fishing for. That's yeah. what I was fishing for. But yes, <laughs> my stock just went up. No, but so, so like, so they just came out with this song and, and it's Ram Dass talking over it. And he's like, you don't worship the gate you go into the inner temple and I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, Pitruli tzedek. like, you know, open up the gates of righteousness. Avo vam odeya. You know, this is the gateway to God. Go in, go in. We stay out. We stay out because we're afraid. And we, we, for good reason, because there's a lot of unknown, but once you, you know, once we get over that fear and the time, again, it all ties back in together. And you see the, the connections, Rebbe Nachman's most famous, you know, popular aphorism was, Kol ha'olam kulo, the entire world is a gesher tsar ma'od, is a narrow bridge. Ve'a'ikar, lo li'itpached kla. Don't be afraid, but what they, what they, what they, you know, translate is the transitive verb. I don't know anything about Hebrew grammar. It says, don't make yourself afraid. Don't bug yourself out. Because we end up, what we end up doing is, is we limit ourselves and we stop ourselves. And we're afraid to, to, to just, you know, take that step, to take that leap of faith. And, you know, talking back, you know, back to Ramdas of just saying, hey, he gave it up. He gave up everything. And again, he ended up, you know, once he realized that he gave up everything, then he says, you have everything. Mm-hmm. Once you give up everything, literally, you know, not give up, you know, in, in the, in the, in the God forbid, you know, giving up on yourself, but giving up all of the attachments, 
then you have everything because nothing can be taken from you. And you just, you know, you're just, and I admire that. And, and I try to see as much as I can, how in our own traditions, because Judaism has so many rules. And again, the truth is, is, you know, you start to read what, what Ramdas was up to and the Hinduism, it little bugs me out a little bit, you know, it's just a, it's a little bit out there for me um, just because I didn't grow up with it. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of, 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 of rule following, but again, if you're able to see it as a, as a whole, as, 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 then every single detail is infused with the light of, of the all. So when you're, when you're making the blessing in the morning, when you're lighting Shabbat candles, when you're crossing the street in helping an old lady cross the street, it's all connected to the one. It's all one. If you have that consciousness, which you have a harder and harder time doing that when you're just so focused on, on checking the boxes and responding to emails and you know, we just, uh, you know, he, he, he just, you know, really embodied this, this idea of, you know, trying to connect everything into that, that, that all is one, you know, and uh, that's what we're going for. Would you say that's the essence of like a psychedelic state is really just like embodying that awareness of yeah. all is one. And is that, you know, um, you know, I was, I wanted to also ask you about sort of this concept of the guru, of a guru, a rebbe, a sadhu, a holy person, a sadhik, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever language, are those people like Maharaji in this kind of uh, consistent psychedelic state in that they're maintaining this embodied awareness of that oneness? And is that what we're aspiring to? Is that what we like to soak up, be in the energy of when we spend time with, with these holy people? I, I think you nailed it on the head. I think it's such an accurate depiction. I, I, again, it's so. I, it's with disbelief you hear that 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 Ramdas gave him like a, a, a heroic acid trip. You know, he gave him like three tabs of of specially. Uh, it's coming back to me. Like I remember reading and be like, okay, whatever. You know, okay. Come on. And then you think about it, maybe. I Meaning it's like, yeah, he, he he blinked a few times. He gave him, you know, 900. I don't remember how much. Just a, a, an absolutely massive dose of 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 of, of LSD um, to, to his guru. And his guru didn't, you know, seem to have any difference in behavior, which to me says, yeah, it's at that that they're they're in that psychedelic state. But it's not, it's it's just that seeing the oneness and seeing you as you really are. They never get stuck in this. They never get stuck in like, oh, you recognize all of my flaws and they're able to just not pretend that they don't exist, but saying that's not it. You need to go deeper. And when they're able to look at you like that and see the oneness and see how you're valued and see how you are a, a chip off the divine block. It's yeah, it's that, that, and that's, and that becomes one, and that becomes love, and that becomes word light because we just don't have the accurate words for it. But you know, the way Ramdas would describe his, you know, seeing how how Neem Karoli Baba was here and not here, it's like yeah, that that's those are the sadikim. Yeah, they go to the bathroom and they eat food, but they are definitely, definitely not playing with the same deck of cards. And it's, it's inspirational and we could tap into that just for a few moments here and there, but so what? Mm-hmm. No, the light switch goes on and it doesn't matter how long it's been dark for. Right. It's just like, oh, right. And, and so are they in a psychedelic state of, of, of oneness? 
I think I think that's a really great way of 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 putting it, you know, and everything they're doing. It could be the most mundane, it could be the most most spiritual. You know, Neem Karoli Baba was sitting there eating oranges and having his feet tickled. You know, it's it's you could see Sadiqim, you know, the gurus who are, you know, giving out, you know, eating, you know, people watch them eat. Just the the idea of 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 Bila Bikadusha eating in a in a holy way and just taking everything physical and making it all about God. And it's like, then you're, I guess you're constantly tripping and you're right. constantly going deeper. And you read about Ruth Cook and you, the, the, these people are just in love with everything and everyone because everything's bursting with just, you know, more and more and more light and more and more and more love. And it sounds, it sounds, you know, a little bit hippy dippy, but it's, these people were very serious. Like they weren't messing around and they cared so much about humanity. And they care about, you know, you would go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and you would feel like you're the only person that exists in the world. And he had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who were counting on him, who were depending on him. And everybody felt like he was, he was my guy. And, and after, you know, he's been, he's been, you know, gone in the physical form for 25 years now, Mm -hmm. I think Um, his, his impact is felt so much more profoundly than ever. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's speaking to this, this, this power of being able to, you know, if you're not just a role and you're a soul, then the soul is eternal. So, so my question is, is sort of, and you know, just to play devil, not devil's advocate, but yeah, play for lack advocate, of a better please. term, like what's the point, you know? So what, what, you know, is this all like kind of just like masturbatory, like I'm so aware and aware of the love and the consciousness and the oneness, like what do we do with that, you know? What is it? it has, what what difference does it make in the world? Again, that's the thing. Loha midrash I said speaking, expounding upon the principles of the law is not the main thing. The main thing is the practice, and the idea of the bodhisattva, the idea of the tzaddik. They're not here for themselves. They're here to to because they knew what was going on. You know, again in the spiritual realms, and they were chilling there, and they say, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to go back down and and you know do do as much as I and it's it's that selfless service that we all have to be able to do. Cause if, like you said, it becomes spiritual, uh, you know, masturbatory, uh, navel gazing where it's just like, Oh, I'm, and there's so much spiritual narcissism and we get stuck there too. Like, why do you want to be enlightened? Because I want to dunk on that guy. Right. But if you want to be enlightened because you want to be connected to the divine. And once you have that, you want to share that, but it can't be in a way I, I think he said, like, you know, his Ram Das's brother, you know, you know, was was in a mental institution. And, you know, he said, you know, I, I, I think I'm Jesus. And Ram Das says, yeah, you are. And he says, and I am, too. He's like, no, no, only I am. Like, That's the problem. If you think you're the only one, then you've missed out. But if you start to recognize yourself and you see yourself through these lenses and then you start to see other people through these lenses and help them see themselves through these lenses, then you're creating a messianic you know, consciousness. I mean, the Messiah in the Jewish tradition, I believe, is a person. But it's an era. It's 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 a time period where everyone is literally living with a consciousness that you know everything is in its right place, and and, and the, the the sages in the Talmud would bless each other and say Olamcha nireb b'chayecha. I think it's the greatest blessing. I bless you. I bless myself. That your world again, that spiritual world, the world to come, the world that is always perpetually coming, should be seen in your world right now. That's be here now. Because if you think it's over there, 
you're you're mistaken. And if you think that it's after you leave your body here, it's just that's just can't be it. And so if you're working all this time to like perfect yourself in order to get to somewhere, then you're not here right now. And you've, you've kind of missed the boat because the only way to connect to divinity, the only way to be in the light, to be in presence is right now. I mean, you have to embody that though, too. You know, I was, I was actually um, doing my own Hitbodidut practice the other day. And I was saying, high five. <laughs> was that, what was totally. that? You were putting your hand up. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I love it. I love it. You're, you are, you're, you're, you're so open about your spirituality and, and the, the connecting of the practices. You know, you, you could be the Bodhisattva. Who knows? No, I mean, I'm, I'm totally not there yet. I have way too much spilkas for that. But um, I, was, I was saying to myself, to, to God, I was thinking, whatever. The, the, the theme that was coming up for me was like, this feels like a rehearsal, you know, like I feel like I'm doing life, like it's happening, but a part of me feels like there's going to be, there's always this idealized version of like the the, the me that does yoga every day and the me that meditates every day and the me that, that eats perfectly and does all these practices that then that, then I'll be fully me and then I'll be doing fully life and, and things will just flow. But right now it's like, you know, I, I'm not consistent with my practices and you know, I wake up tired and I'm dealing with Lyme disease. And like, there's all this sort of like stuff that's like, you know, that makes me feel like this isn't the real thing. This isn't the right now. You know, like the, the thing, like the, the time to come, the world to come is like not in this moment. And then I was saying to myself, like, I was talking to a friend and he said something to the effect of like, no, like you have to embody, like embody the, the, the you, the in, embody what it is to like be in that like kind of ideal space, you know, like who are you? What do you do? How do you act? How do you treat yourself? How do you treat others? You know, when, you know, all of the stars line up as, as you say that you kind of want them to. And I think that's kind of part of it is like this sort of like, what is be here now is like the, the infinite psychedelic moment encompasses all the moments. And I right. think that's sort of when the when the boundaries kind of fall away, you you um you know, you you recognize, you know, what was it in the beginning of the doors of perception, you know, there's that quote, like if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear as it is infinite. Uh-huh. You'd realize that like all the moments are bounded up right now, anyways. And so start start acting like it. Start acting like that that future perfect time is happening right now. Yeah. And, and there, there is a meditative technique to imbi- imagine yourself. If you were, if you were the guru, if you were the tzaddik, if you were your ideal self, because you could do that right now. I mean, all these thoughts are just thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's, uh, you know, this idea that you don't know who you are, you know, beyond, you know, let the, all those judgments, let those opinions just be that. Right. And then, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, I'm so excited. I get like, you know, so much what I want to say uh, in the, in the, in the John Hopkins uh, song, you know, where he, he has the voiceover from, from, he's like, awesome. Or maybe right. it's also, I can't tell. I don't know, but it's like, awesome. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like right now it, it can't be any different. And so we tell ourselves that we feel because we felt it, you know, then it means it's more meaningful, but it's just like, it doesn't, I mean, Amuna, faith is, is, you know, this idea where there's absolutely no feeling at all. It's like doing it without any external motivation. Like, why might you say you're, sometimes you're just going through those motions and it's like, yeah, I'm doing this because of faith. And that is so deeply profound. It's like, 
but we we resisted. We needed we needed to be sexier. We mm-hmm. needed to be we we need there to be fireworks. We need someone to look at us and see it. But it's none of it can happen in public. It can only happen in the hard space. It can only happen in private. Um, and so this idea that that when I get to is our biggest you know evil inclination. We'll call it the eight star. We'll call it whatever that is. Is that that's what gets us stuck. When I become, what is it going to look like? You won't have the neuroses. You won't have the the, the, the the doubts about about you know the physical appearance. You won't have the fact that you did something in high school that you regret. It won't. It's just like, what are you going to do with that? And it's like, there's no past. There's no future. There's just right now. And that doesn't mean if you hurt somebody that you don't beg forgiveness. But we're talking about the the things that you might have done to yourself, or the thoughts or beliefs that you grew up with. You know, the internalized voice. That, you know, as little children, we, you know, weren't really so cognizant of. And next thing we know, hey, how come every time someone, you know, looks at me funny, I start to think like, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. And like, that doesn't have to be, you know, that doesn't have to be the only truth. But we accepted hook, line and sinker. Right. But intuitively, especially when we're surrounded or exposed to these types of teachings and teachers, there has to be more. It's just like. And he's like, yeah, no, no, no. This is this is the way. This is the human condition. It's like I don't think so. I don't think that that's the way we want to go. Well, I mean, one more thing, and I, you know, I also know we're getting to time here. Mm-hmm. You know, Maharaji always said, "Feed everyone," and that sort of feels like, when in doubt, you know, if you can't meditate, if you can't, if you if you're just like not feeling it, like at least just do something that takes you out of yourself. For the sake of someone else, like yeah. whether that's just like immersing yourself in some sort of service or your work or whatever it is, like something that connects you to like a thing, a person, a community, a cause. Yeah. Beyond I mean, it, it, another, another, um, another, you know, comparison, you know, from the Lubavitch Rebbe, he said, he said that if you, you know, someone was talking about his, you know, reluctance to start teaching is like if you know the letter aleph which is you know the the like the letter a in the hebrew alphabet then teach aleph mm-hmm. meaning if you feel like you can't you can do something you know feed you know care for call someone you know just do that and see how that is also you'll be like oh but that person is doing something that's in my mind more meaningful or more valued and it's like says who says that awful critical voice in your head and it's just like for what i mean why are we going around looking at ourselves through this it was actually in last week's or or two weeks ago the the weekly torah portion it's one of like the first hasidic teachings that i saw and it's not even just like the whole idea it's just the question where it's talking about noah and 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 his the ark that he built and the commentators say that noah was a tzaddik, again, this, this, this righteous individual. And because of the strange language in the verse, so there's a, you know, the, a rabbinic commentary that says there are those who uh, say that you know, he was a righteous individual and they say he was praiseworthy. And some say that it was something he was denigrating because he could have been more or he didn't do enough. And you know, the Hasidic masters say, if you could see somebody positively or you could see someone negatively, why would you ever see them negatively? And that's just the whole idea. It's like, we have this choice, how we view ourselves, how we relate to ourselves. And those judgments and those opinions of the minds are just the opinions and judgments of the mind. You know, why can't I forgive myself? 
why can't you forgive yourself? It's because we're not seeing it correctly. So whatever we need to do to correct our eyesight and see with the, the, the eyes of the tzaddikim, to see with the way that, you know, the most low, loving, caring individuals. And that's an, also a meditation that I do with my clients. Of just like see yourself surrounded by these people who just look at you and all they see is the, this cute, sweet little baby girl, this cute, sweet baby boy who just, again, you, why do you love your baby? What do you, what? what the, the question doesn't even begin. It doesn't even start. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what do you need to do to forgive yourself? What do you need to do to, 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 to not need to, you know, to, to feel like, you know, that anxiety, you don't, you don't change by, 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 by being negative. You change by being positive straight up. I change by being positive. You change by being positive, but, but we resist it because that conditioning and it's, uh, it's a real, it's a real struggle. But I think that through these types of, 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 you know, diburim, these, these words, they, they clear the air, you know, we're going to start empowering people. We're going to start empowering ourselves. You know, we have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk and we have to find spiritual leaders who don't get caught up in the spiritual narcissism. And you have to be super careful with the psychedelics, with the meditation, with the yoga, you know, there's, you know, crazy wisdom out there, but it's also these types of exalted souls can be, they can go very high and they can go very low. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to not put our faith in, you know, people who we can't, you know, you know, trust like that. But once you're able to do that, um, it could be so, so, so liberating. Well, wow. Thank you, Benji. So is Are there you any... kidding? What, what, this is the best. Yeah, I, I could go on all all day, honestly. And I, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I mean, you've got you've got you've got people who are getting bored, but I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just certainly warmed not. up. Yeah, totally. I, so is there anything else you want to talk about or add or discuss or no, I'd love to be able to continue this. I want to again say say major props to what you and Shelby are doing with double blind. Um and and I, I love how open and, and because you're out in the world, like you're really you're 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 a worldly person. You know, and you're connecting with, you know, all these different publications, all these news outlets and, you know, your Judaism is such a strong part of you. And I find that to be so inspirational because a lot of people, when they feel like they want to get out there and, you know, they sort of have to change. And, and again, something that we take from Ram Dass of just like, hey, embrace your, 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 your traditions, embrace your beliefs. And that's because that's more meaningful than anything. And so I think it's that authenticity that, you know, I grew up with so many Jewish people kind of being Hindus and Boojus and, you know. They're searching. They're the neshama. The soul is searching for so much more. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be what you are. So, Or or not. And then you get to come back again. But if you can really (laughs) be who you are, Mm -hmm. if you can really be who you are, then, you know, it just empowers other people to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And and then there's that that safety, there's that safeness and that that warmth and that empathy and just like that realness. I and mean, we're craving authenticity and we're putting all of our lives online and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And it's just like, who are you? Right. And you know, we have to start getting and and doing these these internal practices to finally get to know who who we are. Um you know, and we forget the perfect offering, you know, you know, the let the let the let the light in through those cracks. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm blanking on a poem that I just heard recently from Tara Brock that I want to send you, but I can't, can I, can I send you afterwards and you'll read it to, if, sure. if you like it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's a good one. Um, and yeah, we should just uh, continue to believe in ourselves, to believe in the power of, of the righteous individuals who, who, who really can show us the way. And um, 
again, to, to remember that, you know, if we're able to be here now, then, you know, what else do you need? That's amen. So um, how can people find you, find out about your work, <laughs> follow you on the internet? I'm going to work on that. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> working on a website and, I'm, uh, you know, definitely check out Reconscious Medical. Dr. Mark Bronson is doing some great work. Hopefully mm-hmm. we're going to do a, a ketamine, uh, intensive ketamine, three-day ketamine sessions uh, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about doing other things, maybe for, for the more, not necessarily Hamish community, but the, you know, Shomer Shabbos, Shomer Kashrut where we're, people can be exposed to these uh, modalities um, and not feel like it's a different, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the, the, the jungles of Peru to do with some Icaros and, and some priests, you know, maybe we could bring in, and I've been speaking to some very, uh, you know, top shelf uh, rabbinic authorities who are really uh, supportive. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, I'll keep you posted about that. And then, you know, we have, you know, wonderful friends upstate who we love, you know, Aaron, and, uh, you know, the, the, just there's, there's, there's a, it's happening, it's bubbling, it's boiling. I think I've told this to you a few times, like, I, I just want to have, you know, play a, some sort of bit role, some mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, uh, supporting actor role. Um, I don't need to be leading the charge like you, but, uh, to be able to, you know, continue to these, 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 these words and these conversations, I think it brings these it manifests these ideas into reality and you know will spark someone and you know we're all part of this you know flame that needs to be you know just joined together and and uh build that fire mm-hmm. and then uh that's that's uh that's that's the spiel for now well thank you so much and everyone please follow find benji epstein on on the internet i'm sorry i'm sorry oh. here's one thing i want to yeah I am also, because again, the ideas of being and presence and how via, which is, but my initials are are Ben, you know, Epstein. And it's just like Benji Epstein is B. And my Hebrew name, I don't think I've shared this, is Benjamin Yecheskel. So Benjamin, you know, well, it's actually Jared, but you know, no one needs to know that. But like, is the letter Bet Yud, which also is the word B. So like in my name, you know, is this idea of be so like, you know, that's it. I'm copywriting the whole idea of being because like, like that's, and oh, there's I a famous that. story in the Talmud where uh, somebody, you know, what I'm going with this. Yeah. No, keep going. Oh, oh so where there, where there's a, a person who spent his entire life, you know, in, in, in real, you know, addiction and, 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 and real debauchery, just, just very, very, you know, um, hedonistic life. And he had this epiphany and he realized, um, I, I, I don't want to be like this anymore. And he started to just have this unbelievably powerful transformational, uh, you know, tshuva, which is a return, but also self-transformation. And he cries to the heavens and they say, we can't help you. And he, and he turns to the mountains and he has this like very, you know, clearly type of psychedelic experience again. This, And then he realizes, and this is the expression in Hebrew, ein hadavar talui ela bi. Mm. The the only thing that ma- the only thing that the only thing, way I could is that it's up to me. Like I'm the only one who can who can forgive myself. And with that, his soul departed. And again, I just, again, the Hebrew word "be" and the English word "be" and the fact that it's like all so connected. Like it's all it's anadavatali ella be. I'm the only one. I'm the one who can change this karma. I'm the one who could change this this and, and and fully accept what happened and let go and forgive and they you know he's, it says that his soul departed and it says that one of the other you know sages you know used to cry and say how a person can acquire his world olamo again that world that world of just you know of oneness of being in one in one moment 
you know, just that moment. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's like that idea of B and in being in my name is just sort of like, you know, so I'm drawn to it. And it's, it's, it's definitely an honor to even be, you know, talking with somebody who, you know, has seen him, you know, and seen that, you know, and I believe, I believe in the, in the power of the righteous individuals and, uh, and the blessing on all of us to stay connected to, to those people. And that could be our friends and it could be our family. It doesn't have to be the guru, but, uh, and also believe that there's a bit of guru in all of us. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Benji. You're the and best. We'll, Thank you. You're likewise. All right. Ah! Thanks, everybody. <laughs>